Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. Uh, we're going to get into everything about the Texans-Browns game this week. Browns, uh, if you're good at like um, trigonometry or calculus or astrophysics, you can figure out how we clinched this week uh, with a, a win down in Houston. Uh, so it is a possibility for the Browns to clinch this week. Um, I don't have any of those degrees, so I'm not going to tell you how, but I just know that we can clinch this week. Um, maybe somebody else can tell us how. Uh, before we get into everything, though, with this preview and uh, – how this game could affect the rest of the Brown season. Remember, you can find us on uh, Google, Apple, Spotify, if you want to just listen. The socials are Twitter, uh, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, please do so. Tap the notification bell so you never miss any of the times we're going live, any times we're putting out uh, new episodes throughout the week. Uh, and lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. You get access to the private Discord, which is a blast for everybody. Um, it's a good way if you have kids and you got fundraisers, join the Discord. You pop that fundraiser in there. I guarantee you're going to make some money for the kids' fundraiser. Uh, we've been donating to some people's stuff this week. Uh, so it's just a, it's a, we've built like a really good online Browns community in there. Everybody gets along. It's a good time. We literally span the globe. It's, it's pretty awesome. You get access to that Discord. You get an extra episode every week. Uh, you get to play fantasy football with us, which we're in the playoffs now in four different leagues, plus a dynasty league. Uh, we give away merch all the time. So if you want to hang out with us, you want to uh, become a dog pack member, you want to hang out with the dogs all the time, make friends from all around the world, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. Like you have to uh, redo a little bit of your why John Nye or why Kenny Max here and John Nye is not because the audio was not turned on for the open. <laughs> Well, thanks, man. I, all I see is I'm get, getting my chops busted for being late in the chat. But then if, if I'm late, I would expect to show up and everything be perfect. Uh, not basically, John's not here. Show up to finish the setup. Uh, John's not here for really, I don't know why. So instead, we got Kenny Mack. Uh, so, and I, basically, if you want to know what I said in the intro and you didn't hear it, just go watch any other episodes I've ever done in the last 400. Uh, it's just, it's, they're pretty much all the same. So uh, again, the socials are Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google if you guys couldn't hear that part and you're new to this show. Um, so we'll move into the game. Browns have a big game, have a chance to move to 10 and 5, potentially have a chance to clinch. I know it would take a lot of help, but imagine thinking the Browns could clinch with two weeks to go despite all these injuries. I mean, I, if you would have told me 10 weeks ago we would be clinching, have a chance to clinch in, what, week 15, I would have told you guys were crazy. Yeah, no Yeah, first time in my life, I would have said. Well, is it, is it, so if we clinch before the end of, the, like, two games early, would this be the earliest we've ever clinched? In a long time. I mean, uh, what, 2020, we clinched week 17. We had to yeah. win against the Steelers and uh, Mason Rudolph to get in, so... 
I, I think the last time that we actually clinched this fast would have either been in 94 or 85. Yikes. I know in 85, we were 12 and four and we clinched early. And I and with Belichick, we were division leaders and we clinched early in 94. Those are the only times anything else that I remember, like 2002, um, 2022, uh, sorry, 2020, it was like the last week. And even 89 was the last week. Because everybody in that, that season, everybody was like nine six one eight and eight. That was it was wild. Kind of like everybody's close this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um the division races this year kind of wild. It's it kind of sucks. Like I mean, I feel like if, if we get to ten wins, we're already like an eighty six percent chance to win right now. If we win this week, we got a like our chances of making the playoffs. It would take a pretty epic collapse to not make it. But it kind of sucks that like 10 wins was used to just basically if you got to 10, you were getting in. And now it's like it's not a guarantee getting to 10 because the AFC is just so loaded. I mean, in teams, if you to look at the parity and how much turnaround there is in the league from year to year, the Browns played a fourth place schedule this year. And we've only played, I think, eight or three teams that aren't over 500. Yeah. This is supposed to be a fourth place schedule. Yeah. A lot of surprises you know this mean? year. Yep. Like, so just the, the, the way that it's worked out, I mean, you know, we talked about it in our schedule preview show, at least Justin and I did. I didn't think we had an easy schedule. A lot of people were just picking out easy wins left and right. And I thought even if we were completely healthy, like it was a tough road. And then we had all these injuries. So to see us still overcome all those injuries with a chance to clinch early, it's awesome. Uh, heading into Houston, I, w- I had this game circled the last couple of weeks. Is like, this is going to be a tough one. As I still think it's going to be tough, but we did catch a couple breaks in terms of CJ Stroud's not going to play. Um, Tank Dell went out for the season a few weeks ago. Uh, well, Anderson's not going to play in this this game. So uh, the Browns did catch a couple breaks in terms of injuries that the other team are going to have. So that helps. Um, and again, I don't want to, I don't when I say that helps, I'm not happy to hurt. It just, as a Browns fan, we're going to take the breaks when we can get them considering all the injuries we've dealt with. Um, and, and you're not going to find, you know, bigger CJ Stroud fans than us when he's not playing against the Browns, right. obviously being big Buckeyes fans here. Uh, but I still think this is a tough game. I, when I didn't think I was going to make it uh, to today's episode, I texted the guys what I was going to, you know, kind of my thoughts, some of my thoughts for the game. And I said, this game, I think, is won and lost if with the defense, if they can have a good road game this year. Uh, they might not have C.J. Stroud, so that maybe some of the explosiveness out of their offense isn't there. But Case Keenum is still a capable quarterback. I mean, he won a game for the Browns a few years ago. Um, he might not – he pushed the bar, ball as far down the field, but he can make good decisions and he can get rid of the ball. And I, Devin Singletary has been running the ball very well lately, and this Browns defense has struggled against the run on the road. So to me, um, like to me, this game is won and lost up front on the defensive line. If, if we can shut down Singletary – and force them into third and longs and make Case Keenum try to beat us. And then we can let our our D-line and our edge rushers go to work on Case Keenum. You know, Stroud's a lot more mobile. You're not going to get the mobile uh, plays out of uh, Case Keenum. Then I think that plays into our favor. But if they can come out and they control the clock and they can pound the middle uh, with Singletary and he's going to go off for 100-plus yards, we're going to be in trouble, I think. That's yeah. my biggest concern. That's my biggest concern going into this game is Singletary's coming off a monster game. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a buck 70 and a touchdown uh, last week. Uh, huge game. Um, and then, you know, 
Anthony Walker is out. He had a, a knee scope, I want to say either yesterday or today, and they're, now he's week to week. And he's kind of the heart of the uh, that linebacking crew. I mean, JOK is the stud, but I think that, you know, the communication guy is, is Walker. He's the one that, you know, makes it tick. So for me, uh, I'm a little nervous there. Um, but I think you're 100% right. I think this game is won on the defense. If the defense shows up and has a stellar performance like it is at home, I mean, this should be a very winnable game with Stroud out. Yeah, so yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I mean, that defensive line, if they do the performance that they just had last week, which, which was just enough, that could control that line. I am very nervous about what you guys said exactly. Not having Anthony Walker there and being on the road has just given us fits. We just don't seem to play well without that guy. JOK did well. Uh, without him in uh, Denver, but the rest of the D-line looked lost. Uh, we also didn't have Denzel, which is great to have him, but that's my that's that's where I'm super worried as well. Yeah, so the defense, if you guys can see on the screen here, on the road, they're giving up like 130 more yards per game in away games this year. And the whole thing with Anthony Walker that sucks is when he got hurt in week 11 versus Pittsburgh, I posted this on Twitter earlier, he missed most of that game, missed week 12. The Browns defense gave up their two largest rushing outputs on the ground by opponents in those two games, 172 and 169. So with the way Singletary's been playing and the way that Texans have been leaning on that run game when it's working to kind of alleviate some of that pressure off of Case Keenum, I mean, Singletary's been a beast in his starts this year. I think they've definitely moved away from Damian Pierce. I think they're done with that whole thing right now, and, and they're – feeding Singletary. The guy was nuts last week, like Justin said, and that is that is my main concern being on the road against that rushing attack this week. Yeah, and, and I'm concerned with um, part of traveling on the road is I think we got to try to take the crowd out of it early. Um, I I know, like, they, we don't want to say team scoreboard watch, but they do. The Texans are in the race for their division still. Like, they're very much still alive. And the Jaguars are playing without Trevor Lawrence this week. So if you're a, a Texans player, you're going like this is this is a week to make up that game, you know? Like they they're playing without Trevor Lawrence. And, and we we got a banged up Browns team coming into our house. Like this is an opportunity to take the game and get back, you know, tie it up for our division to potentially win the division. So they're gonna come out with a ton of energy. And their fans are going to be into it because their fans know what they're playing for. Um, they, they lost a couple games, so they're they're on the outside looking in right now on the playoff one. I'm pretty sure. Um, so, like, we're gonna have to weather the storm a little bit. We can't come out and let them just start ripping off big plays, going three and out like five times in a row. Um, we we got to kind of weather the storm, kind of take it in the, the chin a little bit. I don't want to say take it in the chin, but just don't let them run away with it early. And because I don't know how many ten how many ten point fourth quarter comebacks can a team do, you know what I mean? <laughs> like well, we I would like to, them, you know, seven to fourteen points like usual. Yeah, I, I could think, be yeah, absolutely. I, I think be what wrong. I said too. Go ahead, Justin. Go ahead. They're tied with the division lead. It's a three man race. Everybody's at eight and six, so it's not okay. even they're out of it. They're very much, they're very much in it. And yeah. I mean, so um, I said. I, I would like us to limit the turnovers as in like don't have any, but I don't know. 
I'm at the point now where instead of wishing we don't have any turnovers, I'm hoping we don't have any on our side of the field. <laughs> and no you know what I mean? Or, like, yeah. yeah, or picks like if if we're not going to limit the turnovers, which I just don't even know if we can expect that anymore. Can we at least make sure they're not super untimely or at our own ten yard line where you know? they're guaranteed three points as soon as they pick it off or worse, they run it back for a, a touchdown. Uh, we're, we're the worst team in the league in points off turnovers. Like teams, I I would reckon, I don't have the stat, I'm just kind of guessing, but uh, I would say like probably 80% of the points teams have scored against us this year are off of turnovers. <laughs> and this 80%, 80% might be low. So um, if we can just, if, if we're going to turn the ball over twice, let's do it at the, at the 50 you know, and then make the tackle right away. Right. So at least they still got to go 50 yards. That kind of, because I'm just, I'm done saying let's not have any turnovers at this point. It's just kind of like, uh, we're going to have two, you know? Um, so I know Kenny Mack was talking a little bit in the, before we came on here, they play a ton of zone. He was saying, well, which we'll let him get into that. I think that that bodes well for the offense outside of Amari Cooper. I don't know if we have a, a ton of man beaters right now. You know what I mean? Like I think Joe Flacco can thrive in just sitting back and finding the holes in the zone, especially if we can get just a little bit of time, which Batonio might play this week. And it sounds like we're at least going to have Ethan Posick back. So that should help. They, they really get after the quarterback. They sacked the Titans seven times last week. And we only, when we played the Titans, we sacked them three times. Now, if they're going to be that aggressive without Will Anderson, I think we just get right in that screen game right away. Maybe a draw or like uh, some kind of hard slant just to kind of get them. So they're coming up the field hard and we're taking advantage of it to minimize that pass rush. And then once that settles down, uh, what we were talking about before we started is they play cover uh, six and they play quarters. Uh, which generally is like a bubble style of defense, right? So they're kind of bend, don't break. And that's going to leave a lot of holes uh, in the zones. So our guys just got to know where to go. And you guys have seen Flacco in the last three games. That guy can move in the pocket enough, and then he can basically get the ball where it needs to be. And he's throwing to a point. So if they're not there, that's where these damn interceptions come from, and they result in pick sixes. So we need Tillman, we need Bell, and we need those younger guys. We need them to wake the hell up and be in those zones because that ball is going to come. So don't don't whiff on uh, Flacco because that ball will come your way if it's open. I really you mentioned Tillman. I like what the Browns have kind of done with him the last couple of weeks since the DPGA trade. He's got he's been kind of. Con- commanding the middle of the field and i feel like for a long time the browns have pretty much avoided the middle of the field you you know what i mean like and you can get a ton of chunk plays if if you're willing to go over the middle and we got tillman is a big body strong guy and i feel like he's kind of a commanding presence in the middle which is then that's going to open up your outside stuff a little bit more so i think they've done a good job with that and i think he's really played well the last couple weeks i mean his his stats aren't like blowing you away or anything, but when called upon, he's he's made big plays. So I like what the, we've gotten out of Tillman. Um, I don't expect us to to be able to run the ball well this game again. Like our, our yards per carry is awful, and to, if you really want to look at rushing yards in attempts, you, you have to do it. You have to add 
how many screens a game that we're throwing to either wide receivers, tight ends, or even the running. Those are our rushing attempts, any, attempts anymore. Like Kevin Stefanski has, he's using that short passing game as a run game right now because the line is so beat up and, and we just can't run the ball. We don't have a Nick Chubb who can turn a two yard gain into a 10 yard gain. We have Jerome Ford who can turn a two yard gain into a one yard loss. So <laughs> it's just like, we don't have that dynamic running game right now. And, and cream hunts been great in the, the short yardage situations. Like if, it, if you need a yard cream hunts going to get you a yard. I don't know if he's been stuffed once since we've re-signed him, but the explosive plays out of the run game are just not there. Like I mean, every once in a while he'll break off like a seven or eight yarder, and then he gets called back for a bullshit hold. Yeah. So, um, so I if you're if you're one of these people screaming about running the ball and pounding the ball and all that good stuff, like you have to understand these wide receiver quick screens, these these t- screens to Njoku, these are just an extension of the run game anymore. This is just Kevin Stefanski adapting and adjusting to his personnel up front and realizing just getting an eye formation or in the shotgun and running the ball, you're, you're looking at second and long every time if we do that. like he's, I think he's doing a really good job of mixing it up that screen game to, to use as an extension of the running game. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, Betonio, if he's questionable going into the weekend, but it does look like, you know, like you said, post-sick play or practice in full today, so he should be good to go. But we're looking at at least three, if not four, out of our five starting linemen are going to be backups this week and that does not bode well for the run game we've seen that and we were talking before the show the houston texans have the number six rush defense in the nfl they only give up 93 and a half yards a game so do not expect any sort of rushing output from the browns in this one they're 25th in defense against the pass though they give up almost 240 yards a game so this is going to work out if if things go well and we don't turn the ball over what they do well on defense and don't do well kind of goes right hand in hand with what we can't do on offense and what we can do. Because I expect another 300 plus game from Joe Flacco if, you know, things go the way they have been. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, you've heard me talking about Omaha Steaks for like three years now. And seriously, the only reason that I, I keep doing it is because I love Omaha Steaks. That's the reason I reached out to Omaha Steaks to establish a partnership in the first place. This food is absolutely extraordinary. It comes at a really, really great price. I mean, think about the price you're paying for meats and all kinds of foods right now. The price you pay for the quality you get at Omaha Steaks cannot be matched, beat, anything, anywhere. And this holiday season, Omaha Steaks is the absolute perfect gift to get all the loved ones in your life. For me, it just makes Christmas shopping and getting people gifts that much easier. What do you get for people that, one, you don't really know what they want, you don't really know what they need, and they pretty much have everything they need anyway. People can always use meat. They can always use food. Get them Omaha Steaks gift packs. They throw it in the freezer, and it's the gift that just keeps on giving. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use our promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out, you get an additional $30 off your order. Send the loved ones in your life, the tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, the mouth-watering burgers, the gourmet jumbo franks, or even those easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. So get this offer now while it lasts this holiday season. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide plus use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out to get that extra $30 off your order. Happy holidays, everybody, and Merry Christmas. Minimum order may be required. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Like uh, with with Njoku, I don't think we're going to see a lot of screens from him. I think he's going to be doing a lot of button hooks and he's going to be doing a lot of uh, outs, right? He's just going to he's going to be going out. He's going to read the zone, right? He's probably going to get another 10 catches and he's just going to settle down in those. And Flacco's going to have that ball there already. Then other than that, you got to take the top off. And the one guy that we haven't mentioned yet is Marquise Goodwin. If that guy gets one or two bombs, man, that's going to make a world of a difference for us. And it looked really good last week. How they do it against this defense, I'm not sure. But with the ranking, it's probably going to happen. So I think Marquise Goodwin needs to get more run at wide receiver right now, just because the mere just yeah. being on the field t- opens up it up a little. After we hit that bomb to him, the offense looked completely different. It took one, and I'm not even saying you have to complete it, but if he if he goes out there and he runs a couple deep routes and we take a shot or two, just to show that we're we're willing to do it, that's going to soften up the coverage. And you saw us, he connects on one deep ball last week, and all of a sudden that we look like the 2015 Broncos uh, throwing the ball in the fourth quarter or whatever year it was. So I think you, but you got to put him on the field. I'm not saying he needs 45 offensive snaps, okay? But the dude needs to – he needs to get 10 or 15, in my opinion, especially if we're going to throw the ball 45, 50 times. Just that threat of him being on the field is going to help loosen up that underneath stuff. For the first three quarters, they were not scared of our downfield passing attack at all. They were sitting on every single route. Even if we could complete a pass, they were honest like white on rice. Like there was no – there's no opportunity for yak because they're just sitting on routes. Um, not afraid of anything deep. We hit one deep ball to Goodwin. It's all different. Amari Cooper gets a couple deep passes, scores on the one. Um, so I think Goodwin needs more run. The Browns are in desperate need of speed on the field. He's got to get run out there. Um, call me crazy, but I feel like we're going to see a trick play out of DTR uh, in the not-so-distant future. Like two weeks ago, he came in and it was two straight quarterback runs. Like he takes the snap, sweeps. Last week he comes in, throws the swing pass. You know, they're just waiting for that time where it's going to be third and one, fourth and one, and we're going to bring DTR in. And everybody in the world is going to think this is going to be a quarterback sweep to DTR because this is what the Browns have done ever since Flacco became the starter. And DTR just kind of became this little couple play package guy. They've just been running quarterback sweeps with him. And where he's going to take the snap and he's going to fake a quarterback sweep or something. And it's going to be some kind of trickeration or pass play out of that. So just wrap your heads around that now. If it happens this week and it's fourth and one and we throw it for it, dies. Like just know it's coming. And I've, I think we have to be creative. The offense is at such a disadvantage in terms of personnel right now up front and in the running back room. And even it, I know Flacco's playing great, but he's still our fourth quarterback. You know what I mean? He like yeah. he, he's a long way away from being our starter. I think we now is the time to get creative. I'm not saying to come out and run the the annexation of Puerto Rico on the first play and on the third play run the, the fumble Ruski, but if, if we're having a hard time moving the ball and you need a spark, like 
I have no problems with opening up and emptying the playbook a little bit this week because uh, sometimes that's what it's going to take. And just the threat of that a little bit can help open up then your more standard regular offensive plays. So I, I'm fully expecting some kind of DTR, third and one, fourth and one bomb or throwback or, or, or something out of that package that we haven't done yet that I feel like Stefanski's been setting up for the last two weeks. Yeah, I think How about we get here strong to get like more than two carries? How about that? Not That'd be happen. nice. I wish. I, I don't know what's going on there. Why he can't get on the field. My only thing is that he has to be awful in pass pro. That's that, he can't, that he can't get on the field more because he looks like the most dynamic running back on our roster, but he can't get the ball. I don't, I don't, that is something that is. It's, I haven't been able to, to figure that out. The pass protection thing is the only thing I've been able to to figure out. Yeah. One, one thing that is going to help us on offense, I think Justin might have mentioned it at the top, like Will Anderson Jr. is not going to be in the game and they won't have Blake Cashman either, who's their leading tackler. So that's huge for us on offense to have those two guys out. And then um, I just wanted to highlight, though, like their cornerback, Derek Stingley, I, he's either a second or third year guy this season and – He's pretty good. He's a pretty good cornerback that that'll be an interesting matchup. I'm sure he'll be somewhat with Amari Cooper, who, by the way, I wanted to mention, Amari Cooper is just 15 yards away from being the first Cleveland Browns wide receiver ever to have back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Yeah, he's wow. got four different quarterbacks this year, and he did it with Jacoby Brissett for 11 games last year. Yep. Unreal. That's insane. I don't think there's any way you can let Amari Cooper go this year. No, no way. No way. I think I think we desperately need to add um, a running mate to him. Um, somebody with some we, – we need a, a big play guy. Like Amari Cooper is he, – he's a one, okay? I, I truly believe Amari Cooper is a one, but we need a dynamic guy opposite him, like a, a, a just a freak athlete um, – I'm not saying like you can just go get a Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson guy. Like those guys don't grow on trees, I know. But like we need, we need somebody to put opposite him that is also a guy like they get to game plan around a little bit. Like a, I don't know, a T Higgins. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen a lot of talk about he'll look good in Brown and Orange next year. I would a hundred percent take that if he ends up not getting paid down in Cincinnati. So, but yeah, we I, there's no way you can like Cooper Walk. He he fits the mold of this team so well. Um, just he, He's like the the Nick Chubb of wide receivers. Yes. And he, he fits the culture with the Browns when do like whatever it takes. Uh, next man up, just go to work. You don't have to talk about it. Just be about it. Like, um, I don't I don't think you can let him go. I think he's important to the locker room. And we've seen, I mean, two years in a row, he never gets thought talked about when you talk about like the best wide receivers in football. And I'm not saying he's top three, but the dude's, Definitely, like, in the top 10 range. And you don't just let that walk out the building. He's got the respect of the players. I, you can tell it by the way they talk about him. I agree they shouldn't let him go. Um, and he just does – he he does he, – he's the best route runner yeah. in the in the NFL, period, man. Like, he just gets open. He says he's always open, and he pretty much is. Now, this year, whether he catches it or not, that's a different story. But for the most part, he's been awesome. Yeah, yep. well, and I think some of that was the DTR. Like Blake said, four different quarterbacks, plus DTR had yeah. the one velocity, and you saw drops across the board. I mean, when Amari Cooper's out there dropping two, three, four passes a game, it's like, what the hell's going on here? Now, David drops a few here and there. 
but you know that was the problem there too and they weren't the only two guys Ford couldn't catch a pass like D- DTR was a tough quarterback to uh Amari, to play with. Amari Cooper actually talked about that he got asked about um Joe Flacco and stuff and he said he just throws such a catchable ball and they asked him what that was about and he said it's it's not necessarily just a good spiral but what Amari Cooper touched on was the fact that Joe Flacco is quicker with his reads so because he's quicker with his reads, he's getting rid of the ball on time. And because he's getting rid of the ball on time, he doesn't have to just throw a 99 mile per hour fastball. You know, he can throw a nice, soft, catchable ball because he got through his progression a half a second sooner. And he doesn't have to just try to whip it into the window because he was a second late getting to the read. So he actually was asked that question and he talked about how um, Joe just that that's he kind of touched on like this is why we were dropping passes you know and we kind of talked about that and, and when i when i'm a professional wide receiver i'm they want to catch every i think they should catch every pass they're a professional wide receiver but at the end of the day they got they're thinking about the route yards after catch they got 220 pound safeties very uh barreling down on them like throw them a ball that's make their job easier you know what i mean so and we talked about that as being a part of being a good quarterback is throwing a catchable ball. So uh, Joe Flacco's come in and done a really nice job of that, and which is why we all kind of wanted to see him play anyways, just the experience factor. It's not that we think like DTR isn't going to be good one day or isn't a better athlete or a bust. It's just with this roster at this point in the season, you need the guy who has been there, done that, and has seen it, and he's not going to, you know, panic in the moment. Um, so he actually thinks about that. So the best ball that I've seen in years. Like he is amazing and he's throwing it to a point like he did with Amari on that 50 yard touchdown. I just haven't seen Brown's quarterback do that. And hopefully the quarterback room is taking notes because I want to see more of that stuff uh, coming out of our quarterbacks in the future. And uh, I, I just think this is amazing. And I, I can't believe I'm cheering for this dude. Like things are flying outside my window right now. The hell is frozen over. How we needed him. I mean, the, what's next? Ben Roethlisberger on retires and comes and plays for the Browns. Like, <laughs> man, I feel the same way too, man. Like, I talked so much crap about Joe Flacco for his entire Ravens career. I thought they were crazy for giving him big money after the Super Bowl because I thought Aquan Bolden bailed him out so many times. I thought the uh, the dude in Denver blew his coverage, or else they never even would have won that Super Bowl. Um, and I talked, I talked so much crap on this guy just for him to turn around. And it's not even just the fact he's playing well; it's just the fact he just seems like a good dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he seems like he fits the Cleveland culture so well. Uh, I never in a million years would have thought that I'd be rooting so hard for Joe Flacco. Um, I was no doubt. I got the the shirt. The shirt's on the screen right now. Just added this to the shop the other day. The dogspodcast.com slash shop. Wacko for Flacco t-shirts are on sale. So oh, yo. Get them. <laughs> yeah. Let me go get my credit card right now. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> but uh well, I think we pretty much touched on everything in terms of previewing the anything we missed, guys, or chat. Anything else we need? The only to get other to? thing that I really wanted to just mention was you know we've been detailing a lot of this miles garrett getting held stuff and this week will be interesting because he's not going up against anybody's backup he'll be out there probably at times going up against laramie tunsil one of the best yeah tackles in the league so it, it'll be i don't know I, I need to see how that matchup plays out is tunsil out there you know choke holding and horse collar grabbing miles ripping him down by the face mask and ankle tackling him or you know, is he actually 
getting his blocks on him or is Miles beating him? It's a that's a matchup I want to see. That is before we get out of here, I wanted to touch on it. So we put out a couple of things on like our Twitter and stuff like that, talking about the officiating, and people are like, this happens all around the league. Guys, we are saying that Miles is the only elite edge rusher getting held. Right. We're saying it's bull crap to, for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, I understand TJ Gawatt gets held a lot. I don't think he should get held a lot and not get it called either. Same with Micah Parsons. Like, but we don't talk about the Steelers and we're, we don't talk about the Cowboys. We're a Browns podcast. So obviously, we're going to focus our argument about the officiating on what's going on with Miles Garrett. But we understand it's not just a Cleveland Browns problem. But what's funny is that. Miles Garrett can play an entire game and not get one holding call drawn, but there's video evidence of egregious ones. And I, I understand too, holding happens all the time. You could call a holding every play. That doesn't mean you you can never call it. That's, and this isn't it's typical what, holding, like you're saying. Yeah, getting just absolutely tackled out there. Like if a guy's being grabbed by his his horse collar and tugged so he doesn't get a sack, or the guy the running back is wrapping him up around the knees, like that's not a hold. Those are the egregious ones that need called. If if the guy's up in his pads and he's got a hold of his jersey, no, I don't expect that to get called. But we have to at least call a couple of them a game to have to have Miles Garrett not draw one holding call. That that that's like. Tyreek going games without getting a, de- a defense pass interference called against him. It's not. It's not. It's not realistic. They're holding. They're grabbing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, the, I'm look. It's got to be better. That the video and there's been so much talk online about it. Like, you have to think the officials. Somebody's got to be in their ear a little bit this week. Like, hey, you got to throw at least one. Yeah. Or there's gonna be riots because yeah, probably really- probably not, bro. But. <laughs> They're because just gonna keep doing it. It's just go it's with been, the flow. It's bad. It's been really bad. And uh, supposedly, I heard. I don't. I didn't verify to see if it was true, but like Stefanski has put videos together of all the holds and sent it to the league, and just just nothing. Hmm. Oh, well, yeah, Roger, sure Roger Goodell was there. Like, what yeah. the hell is that guy doing? Does he even watch the game? No, he counts. He counts his money and thought thinks about where what other countries in the world we could play football games. <laughs> He's like Ebenezer NFL Scrooge man, just sitting on this pile of money and like doesn't give a shit. Like that guy's brutal, so I, brutal. I, he's one of those hated men in America. To me, yeah, I hate what, him. What sucks for me is that by not calling the and like you said, holding happens every play. I get that. We're talking about the egregious ones by not calling these things. The horse collars. He gets face masked. I mean. You're not going to call these things against Miles. Guess what these tackles are going to do? They're going to keep doing that, and they're going to do worse and worse things. These edge rushers are going to start getting injured. And in a league where you exactly want your stars on the field, I get it. You want to protect the quarterback as much as possible, but you need to protect your other players too. This is getting ridiculous. If you don't want a pass rush against your quarterbacks, then just play seven on seven and call it a day. It's getting ridiculous. That's probably why his shoulder's injured. So he probably grabbed his shoulder or whatever it was or grabbed. That is why he got hurt in that Denver game. We have those pictures yeah. online too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like it's, 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 yes, man. It's terrible. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this thing up. We like to keep these these ones nice and sweet and short. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us on a Friday night. Uh, I know you guys could be doing about a million other things, maybe finishing up your Christmas shopping if you're uh, a little behind the eight ball like I usually am. Yes. Uh, but we appreciate you guys being here, spending your time with us, uh, watching this preview episode. Uh, again, intros on the show, thedogspodcast.com. Tap the voicemail. Look for us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, and 
in jointhedogs.com if you want to become a dog pack member. You can also find our t-shirts, the, the Wacko for Flacco and the Whatever It Takes uh, t-shirts on our t-shirt shop uh, off our website. So uh, if you're, you know, you need some last minute Christmas gifts, I'm sure you'll get them sometime in January. Uh, so <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys being here. Hopefully everybody has a good, safe Christmas. Yes. Uh, hopefully you're, we're celebrating a Browns win uh, come Tuesday when we see you guys live on YouTube talking about the Texans and we're also going to squeeze in a Jets preview that day. Uh, and then coming next Friday, a week from tonight, we're going to have a live episode. Kenny Mack's going to be in studio. He's coming down to, yes. to the United States for a week. So uh, we got my, my Jets present and there's going to be a big dummy when we're in a clinch playoff and I'm freaking excited, man. Cleveland's going to be dying them on the out. Yeah. Ooh. So make sure you guys are hanging. Make have a good holiday. Make sure you guys tune in on Tuesday and again on Friday. Uh, we got a couple good episodes coming up for you guys. Again, thank you for being here. Have a good Christmas and go Browns. Go Browns. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Go Brownies. Oh 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 oh. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.